0: to your happy place for a happy price Go to your happy price, Priceline Spanning the globe to bring you the latest in classic rock news and comment It's the Classic Guitar Rock Daily Update with your host, Jeremy Lunnan hey welcome to the classic guitar rock update i'm jeremy thank you so much for joining in a few things to talk to uh housekeeping wise a a brand new episode of the classic guitar rock podcast dropped last night we actually recorded a live and dangerous uh session last night that is available as a podcast also if you're hearing this uh uh on the podcast these daily updates beginning today, today's will be the first one that will actually we will upload as a podcast as well. So, not only will there be the classic guitar rock podcast where you know they're usually about an hour long, 60 to 90 minutes, we go in depth on an album or whatever. I will also be posting the daily updates. So, if you are a follower of the podcast, you'll be able to tell the difference between the two because the The regular podcast will have episode numbers, whereas the daily updates will just say daily update with the date. And if you want to listen to the daily updates, great. I hope you do. But if you just want to listen to the longer podcast, that's great too. We're just making it available uh, as a podcast as well, because I think a lot of the podcast uh, followers might not necessarily watch the daily update. So this will give you a chance to listen to the uh, daily update as well. Also, um uh, just a shout out to the well great online radio station. They actually broadcast the uh, the daily updates on their radio station. I think it's every evening at uh, 7 pm Arizona time, I think. Arizona is interesting because Arizona doesn't switch at daylight savings time. so half the year Arizona, Is the same as Pacific time zone, but the other half, they're like an hour later, I think. So that's an interesting thing. Guys, this is a a tangent. We don't need to do daylight savings anymore. There's no reason to do that. So I'm hoping at some point we quit doing that and we just keep the same time year round. It'd be a lot easier to do it. But I digress. Let's hop into some news here. This is great news. I love stories like this. Paul McCartney's long lost base. His famous Hofner 500-1, it's it's 500-1, that's the model number, has finally been returned to the Beatle after being missed for over 50 years. Can you believe that? Uh, following the launch of last year's Lost Bass Project, Paul's 61 Hofner 501 bass guitar, which was stolen in 1972, has been returned. The guitar has been authenticated by Hoffner, and, and uh, Paul is incredibly grateful to all those involved. He bought this bass in 1961 for like $40. Okay, it's like a Ford, the equivalent of just under 40 US dollars. He says, for about uh, 30 pounds, which is, is about uh, almost $40, I found this Hoffner violin bass. And to me, because I was left-handed, it looked just daft because it was symmetrical. I got into that. And once I bought it, I fell in love with it. And he played this throughout. In fact, the last time you see him is he's playing on the Let It Be sessions. He's playing the Hoffner. Um, And then it was stolen in 1972. But... Uh, during investigations, the Lost Base Project received tips indicating that a robbery had taken place in the Notting Hill area of London in October of 72. From there, they were able to track down not only who originally stole the instrument, but to whom it was then sold and so on. Um, eventually, it was discovered in the attic of a man living in Sussex. Quote The base is complete and still with its original case. It will need some repairs to make it playable again, but a team of professionals can easily carry these out. It just goes to show you, okay? If you do bad stuff, you'll be found out, okay? So watch your P's and Q's. Don't go stealing bases. Don't do it. A similar thing happened with Frampton. Gosh, it's been about 10 years ago. His beloved black beauty, Les Paul, was stolen in Brazil or something, and he got it like 20 years later. So it's fascinating when you see these stories with a happy ending. That is awesome. Speaking of awesome, another cool thing. Do you, do you know who Jason Becker is? Do you remember Jason Becker? Jason Becker was one of these Phil Varney kids back in the 80s. Phil Varney was a uh, columnist and guitar player that would always um, sp- his column was a, a new talent spotlight or something is what it was called, and so so many renowned guitarists w- w- are a result of of the Varney column, right? Ingve Malmsteen, Paul Gilbert, um, Jason Becker was one of them. So what what Jason what uh, Varney did is he would highlight these talented people. Usually they were young teenagers that would send in their tapes. And then Varney started his own record label. Was that shrapnel? I think it might've been shrapnel. He started his own label and he started producing albums of these guys. So, uh, Paul Gilbert was with racer X Jason Becker and Marty Friedman were in Cacophony. You know, those were all Varney labels. Tony McAlpine, I think, was one. So there's a whole slew of these people. Jason Becker was really good. And in fact, he uh, got a gig. He replaced Steve Vai in David Lee Roth's band in the late 80s. Okay. Well, in Gosh, 1990, when he's like in his early 20s, Jason was diagnosed with ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, which is a very uh, debilitating disease. And he got in a very short time, he got to where he couldn't even hold his guitar anymore. He couldn't speak anymore. He um, he was, you know, I don't want to use the word paralyzed, but basically paralyzed. He's basically paralyzed. And um but he continued. This is just fascinating. Uh, I've seen a few articles about this. He continued to write and compose music on his computer. And he'd use a tool that that w- with his eyes, right, looking at certain things and chin movement. Can you imagine writing music using your eyes and your chin on a computer? He continued to write this awesome music. Uh, and over the years, several guitarists, you know, they'll go on by and visit him. And, and this music he writes is incredible music. He's just not able to play it. Right. Well, there's a, a collaboration project called Some Assembly Required. It's Nita Strauss from uh, Alice Cooper's band. And this is really cool. And basically, Nita, along with uh, Zach Wild, Steve Vai, Jennifer Batten, a, a lot of guitarists have have come on board to work on this project and basically what what Nita has done along with these other people is they are playing these demos these songs either demos that that Jason has recorded when he could still play or that he's written now these guitarists are coming together and they're they're recording these songs and they will be released uh, to raise funds for his foundation i'm trying to th- it's the the trying to find the name of the uh, foundation i'll get it to you here really quick you can um where's it at the jason becker special needs trust if you go to www.jasonbecker.com you can find out about it you can even donate so this is for ALS Lou Gehrig's disease but just think of the determination of Jason Becker who since 1990 or the early 90s has had this disease and he's continued to write music they're raising funds and 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 you know the reality is I and I don't I didn't mean to get all heavy right about this I have a son with special needs who's in a wheelchair he doesn't speak he's nonverbal and uh the um, th- 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 there's a big demand right it's demanding to to take care of the physical needs of someone jason especially who is who is even less uh mobile than my son you know my son at least can get around in a wheelchair uh, you know there is a tremendous burden. And I don't mean that to sound, you know, you know, but there, there is a physical burden on caregivers taking care of someone that, that is debilitated. And, uh, so there's, there's a a need for Jason personally, right. To, to have caregivers, his parents, you know, Jason's my age, he's in his fifties. His parents are getting older you know, so you think of these long-term things when you're when you're dealing with a disability or a disease like this, there's a tremendous cost associated with that. So these donations, this money that is raised will not only help Jason personally, but will also help you know with this broader uh support of folks with ALS. So definitely something that's very cool of all those artists that are involved and uh Kudos to them, to Nita and 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 Zach and everyone else who's taking part. Again, you can go to jasonbecker.com to donate and to learn more about it. There's a documentary, <laughs> it's funny. This is Jason Becker's personality. There's a, there's a documentary about Jason Becker out that's called Jason Becker, not dead yet. Um, and I'm going to watch that documentary. And they they go into this project and, and the process and how he writes music. It's, it's fascinating. And he's a hero, right? He's very inspirational in the way that he's handled what to most of us would just be unbearable, right? So um, check out that documentary as well. The Bee Gees, I've always had a soft spot for the Bee Gees. To many folks, the Bee Gees sprung into existence with Saturday Night Fever. And we all think of the disco Bee Gees, which to be honest, I kind of dig. I like it. But I love the older Bee Gees, you know, from the 60s to love somebody, all of that great stuff. Uh, the Bee Gees, phenomenally talented. I love the Bee Gees. Well, they're set to receive the biopic treatment. Yes, there's going to be a Bee Gees movie with Ridley Scott in negotiations with Paramount Pictures to direct the film. Now, (coughs) Ridley Scott, (coughs) excuse me, is like the third director who's going to do this. Which, And I don't mean this as as a slam. Barry Gibb is the only surviving Gibb brother. Even Andy Gibb. Andy Gibb was the first one that died. He wasn't even an official member of the Bee Gees, <clears throat> but he kind of rode the coattails of his brothers and uh, had a very successful career. He was the first one that died, and, and Maurice and Robin have died. Barry's the last one uh, living, but tremendously, um, tremendously talented. Regina's checking in. She says, thanks. Thank you, Regina. Thank you for checking in today. Um, But this is the third director that's come on board to direct this biopic about the Bee Gees. Now, this is me speculating. I don't know the details. Again, I do not mean this as a disparaging comment about uh, Barry Gibb, but Barry Gibb is the executive producer. So I want you to think about this. You're doing a biopic about famous people and one of the famous people is the, the uh, producer, the executive producer. Could that be a challenge for a director? Right. And number one, and again, I'm not, I love Barry Gibb, but, but I'm just being realistic here. How, how accurate will it be? Here's the thing about biopics. When the artist, when the subject is not involved, oftentimes the subject is mad. That is not accurate. That's not how it worked. That's not how it was. Okay. And that is often the case. Now, if the subject of the biopic is the producer, is that going to be true? Is that really how it went down? Or are you making us produce this movie in a way that puts you in the most positive light? I don't know. I just think that's interesting it will be interesting to to see this biopic. Super talented musical group, the BGS, and they were they were like the Osmonds, right? They were they were the Australian version of the Osmond brothers before the Osmond brothers, right? They were in the early '60s already performing and doing things in Australia before they you know had huge success in the later '60s, and then of course they just exploded with the disco thing, but we'll, we'll, we'll stand by to see how that plays out. Brian Wilson, right? Before we get to this, I want to say hi to Tucker. Tucker, thanks for checking in here. Tucker says, ACDC would make a good film. Have you got your tour tickets? I don't yet. I don't know if they're coming close to me. I would love to see AC. I have never seen ACDC. They're one of the few bands I've never seen live. I mean, I've watched them live on, on a video and stuff, but I've never been to an ACDC concert. Um, I would love to do that. I would love to do it, but I don't have them yet. Don't have them yet. Um, beach boys, visionary, Brian Wilson, right? Brian Wilson, you know, we think of, and I love the beach boys as much as the next guy. I I mean, I grew up listening to the beach boys because my folks listened to the beach. Who doesn't like the beach boys? If you don't like the Beach Boys, you got something wrong. The Beach Boys are awesome. But Brian Wilson was a savant. He was a genius. And it's awesome. I've seen a few of these. You can go back on YouTube. Go down the Brian Wilson rabbit hole on YouTube and watch him in the studio. I mean, he's a young guy, he's probably 20 years old or something. And he's telling, he's directing these studio musicians. He would have this vision. And and he he was a genius, right? He was a genius. And uh you, you know, so much of what the Beach Boys did in the studio was not the Beach Boys. The Beach Boys were singing, but most of the instrumentation, you got Carol Kay, you got these famous. Hal Blaine, right, these famous studio musicians that are playing everything. But here's 20-year-old Brian Wilson telling everyone what to do because he had a very uh, uh, focused vision of what he wanted the songs to sound like. Pet Sounds is considered one of the greatest albums ever made. Listen to Pet Sounds. It's an interesting album. Think about the time it was made. And the Beatles uh, even talk about how pet sounds had a huge effect on them. So yeah, Brian Wilson was a visionary. Why is he in the news today? Brian Wilson is suffering from dementia and is unable to care for himself after the death of his wife and manager. The, the, the family made a statement following the passing of Brian's beloved wife, <coughs> excuse me, Melinda, <coughs> excuse me, After careful consideration and consultation among Brian, his seven children, Gloria Ramos and Brian's doctors, we are confirming that longtime Wilson family representatives Leanne Hard and Gene Seavers will serve as Brian's co-conservatives of him. So what that basically means is, as is the case when you've got um, a parent or someone that you are uh, taking care of um, Someone else will make the dis- financial decisions. They'll uh, make sure he's safe and he's taken well care of. And and this is a a normal thing in a situation with dementia. Some of us that have parents, we, we deal with this, right? So that's where Brian Wilson is. And I said it once. I've said it a thousand times, right? As our classic rock icons get older, this is part of life. Right. So we'll see more and more uh, things like this happening. Regina says ACDC is the bomb. Nice. Very nice. Thank you, Regina. All right. Next item. Record store day. Record store day is upon us. Well, not yet. It comes in April. April 20th is record store day. You think that they did pick 420 for a specific reason? Or do you think that's coincidence? I don't, I don't, I don't know, but it's record store day. So this coming record store day, April 20th, a lot of, uh, things will be released, right? There's a uh, rolling stones will release live at racket, New York city, David Bowie. Well, David Bowie's estate. Will put forth waiting in the sky before the star man came to Earth. Um, Talking heads will release live at WCOZ seventy seven. That's a, a recording from nineteen seventy seven uh, for that radio station. Also, they'll be releasing the South Park the twenty fifth anniversary concert, which featured uh, Getty Lee, Alex Lifeson, Ween, Primus. That was that thing that they did at Red Rocks. You've probably seen footage from that. And there are also three Beatles releasing stuff on Record Store Day. George Harrison, Ringo Starr, and John Lennon. Also, there'll be stuff from The Black Crows, The Doors, The Cure, Fleetwood Mac, Parliament, and a bunch. So it sounds like on 420, those of us that won't be smoking the Lord, the the devil's lettuce, right? We will be at the record store, right? On 420 for record store day. Okay. Now I've got an email. This is a follow-up. We read an email yesterday from Mr. Kuza, who was uh, emailing from Russia. And uh, he had referred to a, a email he'd sent and then he sent a follow up email well the only the only email i got was the follow up one so i never i never got one um so we read the one that he sent and then he's responded back so i want to read this to you really quick he says hi cgr i'm glad you answered me thanks for the tip judas priest about judas priest and ufo i i listened to it for a bit i'll listen to it a bit later as for riot I've heard several of their songs before, and I liked them. So he had asked for some groups I would recommend. Um, He says, I came across your channel by accident as I am learning English and practicing by listening to podcasts. There are podcasts about anything, but I immediately started looking for a podcast about rock. It seems to me that our views on music are similar. I like old rock, but I don't like modern crap. (laughs) but I don't like modern crap that anyone dares to call music. The problem is that I didn't see the times of real music. And that's why it's interesting for me. Okay. So he's, he's 23. So what he's saying is he didn't live through a lot of this rock that old guys like us did. So he says, the problem is that I didn't see the times of real music. And that's why it's interesting for me to listen to you. When you tell stories from the past, I'm 23 which is actually why I didn't live in those days. So let me say this, Mr. Kuza, Good on you, right? A 23-year-old listening to this great classic rock. Of course, I'm partial to the classic rock I grew up with, but I think it's super cool when younger people are listening to this. I don't know if the files will reach you, but I'll try to attach a couple of songs that are not ashamed to represent Russian rock. And in fact, I do in the email... There's a lot of attachments there. I haven't tried to open them yet, but it looks like I can. So I've got several attachments. I will absolutely listen to those, Mr. Kuza. He signs it from Russia with love, one of my favorite James Bond books. Uh, your furthest fan, Mr. Kuza. Mr. Kuza, thank you so much for reaching out to us all the way from Russia. Uh, just before we close out, a few comments. Greg F says, do not like Beach Boys, but they are coming to my area, Jones Beach. You don't like the Beach Boys? Come on, Greg. Come on. Give them, a, give them a shot. Um, He says, I'm late. We'll replay this. Okay, that's great. If you ever miss it live, you can absolutely replay it. Not a problem at all. And then one more from Greg. Good choice, UFO. Uh, good choice, UFO, Jeremy. I was thinking that too. Underrated. Don't get me started on the UFO. I think they are the most underrated band in all of classic rock. They should have been huge, they weren't. Uh, but they are awesome. And one last uh, word from Regina. Regina, you get the final, you get the final word today. she says my kids are 27 and 38. been listening to classic rock since they were babies. That right there, sign of a good mom right there. That is great parenting. My youngest, my young, I have like, I have four daughters. They're all out of the house. My oldest is thirty. I've still got three teenage boys at home, and yes, they listen to the classic rock. I'm raising them right, and even my my daughters, they're pretty. They they're pretty up on the classic rock as well because they grew up hearing me play it and talk about it and and everything else. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. We'll uh, do it all again next week. Have a great weekend. Live long and prosper. Bye-bye. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I've ever heard. Thanks for listening. You can email Jeremy at com. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Tune in each weekday for the Classic Guitar Rock Daily Update.